Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Real hip hop revealed that a fix. Pure you can fill it in the mix. Finally stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beach balls and life giving them truth in it. Screaming revolution with only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting everything that we do clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Sheesh. Know what we said, doing. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use. The culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days with the sunshine. Any good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah. Revolving the art to shock. Oh, with it, keeping the beans on the block. Don't miss it. Welcome to the city. Stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paint better. The fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judged by the fruit from the tree But if the fruit tastes like the streets And money is the fruit that they seek So tell me whose face do they seek Yes, sir You're now tuned into The Fix Your source for faith-infused Hip-hop, R&B, and poetry It's your boy DJ Focus checking in And it's your girl Dice Gamble In the building Check it in on this Wisdom Wednesday Wake up, wake up, guys The Fix Holy, is in. Holy Culture Radio, stop playing we don't want again. Yeah, Holy Culture Radio. I mean, doing it big too. I'm I'm really excited to see us growing. Every time I, I get online, I see us somewhere. One of the shows, one of the clips, one of the posts, and uh, it's just it's a blessing to be a part of this move. Um. So yeah, shout out to you, uh, Trig. Trigger man. I call him the Trigger man. The Trigger man putting together. Uh, Voltron. We we call it Voltron around here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we, we all got our own superpowers on this uh, on this station right here. And uh, he put together uh, uh, listen uh, uh, listen an all star um, roster. When you talk about the shows, radio personalities, DJs, and everybody that's uh, a part yeah, of Holy Culture Radio. Shouts out to the squad too as well. It's so many. Yeah, we, can't, we can't we can't name them all. Uh, uh, yeah, but everybody. We uh, nothing but love. Uh, we we we're Dice and I are just privileged. To be able to start this thing off, uh, you know, every morning um, to just mm-hmm. make sure, you know, saying we do our little small little part to keep this thing cranking. So uh, we appreciate y'all waking up with us. Check. Go to uh, holyculture.net for a complete mm-hmm. listing of all the shows that come on mm-hmm. throughout the day. Listen, this is a dedicated 24 seven radio station that has nothing but great shows all day long so we appreciate all our fixed followers but listen uh go listen to some of some of the other shows too as well support yeah. support support we need kingdom-minded people support tell people tell people at your church tell your friends tell your cousins and them yes we got a positive uh faith-based uh 24 7 channel right here on sirius xm channel 154 mm-hmm. so we appreciate the love and we appreciate you guys supporting our brothers and sisters on the station but listen dice uh yeah we got a fun mm-hmm. show again today too as well i mean it's wisdom wednesday so well. you know um dice gonna you know just share some of uh you know some of her revelation that god has uh revealed to her you know <laughs> you know <laughs> You know, you can worry me about this. No, 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 no. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, just you know, you know, because she gets that dice goes to the secret place. It's a secret prayer place that you need to get to when you start wooing in the spirit and you start really asking him to talk to you. So, like, I'm telling y'all, we talk about prayer all the time, but if you go to another level in your prayer life, I'm telling you, it's more than just speaking in tongues Mm -hmm. as well. Speaking Mm -hmm. in tongues will come Mm -hmm. to as well if God, you know, blesses you with that gift. But I'm talking about it's it's a place. To when you're mm-hmm. sitting there and you just really like in the mm-hmm. presence of God praying and seeking and he's speaking mm-hmm. and he's speaking and you're speaking back to him and it's a holy mm-hmm. place. So listen, Wisdom Wednesday, Dice, what yeah. we're talking about today on our uh, Real Talk conversation. We're talking about a discontented heart. You know, this is the place that God does not want us to be in where we're just ungrateful. We're hurt all the time. We're sad. We're um, disgruntled. You know, we're just upset about life. And so um, one of the things we're going to talk about definitely in this talk and have talked about quite often focus is we leave this body here. You know, God just wants our heart. You know, that that's what he wants through the whole journey. Obviously, you know, we're our lives are a form and an act of worship unto God. We're to give him all the glory. But it's 
our heart needs to have a certain posture. And and life just throws curveballs at you every day to throw you off. So, you know, a lot of people don't realize like your heart's bad. Like, yeah, I don't know if you, you guys have ever met like an older person who's just mad at everything <laughs> and everybody. And it's just been a whole life of failures and letdowns and shortcomings and things that have happened, but they never were able to process it or have somebody there to help them process through or to have somebody show them what God was really trying to do in and through them. You know, like God is trying to bless you, but he's also trying to um, do something through you. And so that's, that's our whole process here. And so we're talking about a discontented heart, you know, and it's going to be good. So get your notes, text somebody, tag somebody. And it's, uh, it's good stuff. And yes, it's very, very different when you're seeking God's face and when you're having conversations with God and you have to be ready um, when you ask God, hey, show me. Because God will show you. He'll show you you. He'll show you what you're looking for. And you really have to be ready for that answer. Um, but one of the things I learned through life is like God can do anything through a person, but he's got to get to their heart first. That's how we even come to know Christ is giving giving our all, um, you know, to God. So good stuff. Wisdom Wednesday. Absolutely. It's good. It's, it's good. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be amazing. Listen, uh, yeah. Dice also uh, had the opportunity to sit down with, uh, listen, a super talented. Um, uh, he's a manager. He's a booking agent um, for our spiritual oh, detox. Uh, Mike only, Mack. Oh, be very clear. Mike Mack is the only booking agent. <laughs> there, there isn't another one. He's the right. best. He's number yeah. one. He does the most bookings. Nobody even knows any black people that live in Boston. Uh, at least that—that that was my thing before. You know what I'm saying? I was like, "Who, <laughs> Boston, brother? What? Why are you in Boston, brother? Like, help me out." Um, I'm so confused. But here's the thing: just killing the game, booking the n- number one artist that you want to see, selling out venues, creating spaces in a way that that has has just never been done. This is how you know uh, God gave him the mission because he's doing the impossible. You know, things that uh, people who in the industry or Hollywood could never do. He's doing. And so, yeah. Shout out to you, Mike Mack. I mean, he's he's the mogul. He definitely is the goat of booking, yeah, especially in our genre. And the, the only one doing what he does. Yes. On, yes. High, on a high level. On a high level. Super high level. Book Let's me. be very clear. Book me, bro. Like, when I drop this album, I need to be booked. I need to be on the tours. I need to be on all the concerts. I need to be at the Super Bowl. Mikey. You do. You do. I'll I'm probably, you, I'm probably gonna give you your money off too. I'm gonna let you. I'm give you money off and go on tour. I said, Dice, listen, I, listen. I'm, I'm. I'm gonna, I, I, how you gonna? Tell, how you gonna? T- listen, yeah, flat out. I'm don't out. come to work. I'm I need out. you to be on the road. Okay. If you ain't on the road, I'm docking your pay. So you losing out on money on this side Fair too. Enough. While you supposed to be out there making money. Go make you some change. Fair enough. I need you to have your, the time of your life because when you come back, you're coming back to work. Okay. So get good at your system. <laughs> no, I'm excited for you. I can't wait to this new music drop. Listen, of course, you know our mission is to expose the culture to positive but relevant music. That keeps Jesus Christ at the center of the message. So let's get right to it. We have, uh, yep, we have music on the way from, ooh, we, yeah, let's get some uh, Childlike CC. Um, we also have, uh, yep, let's get some uh, Brandon P. and Mission. But right now, yeah, let's get some of that John Keith going right now with that Lecrae. Keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. And The Fix is in. All right, you're tuned into The Fix, your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble, right here on Holy Culture Radio on SiriusXM Channel 154. And listen, y'all need to go ahead and text, tweet, DM, let somebody know, because we have an amazing mogul on the line. I mean, I can sit here and go down the list of the things he does, um, the things he directs, puts together, the things he started, the businesses he runs. But uh, we're just going to go ahead and welcome in Mr. Mike Mack. Mike, welcome to The Fix. (laughs) I'm I'm so honored to be a part of what is the, I consider the revolution in in Christian hip-hop music. It's happening before our very eyes. The game is changing as we know it, and it's because of what you all are doing at at Sirius. Brother, thank you. Um, I appreciate you saying that. Uh, We're coming up on our year. Uh, April 21st will be a year uh, to have 24 24 hours a day, uh, something like this. So thank you for sharing that. I mean, I've been screaming it, but I appreciate somebody else saying, like, we're in the middle of something. Um, Where else have you seen, like, since you started with that, where else have you seen kind of like a revolution happening or something changing like concerning what all the things that you're doing 
Uh, so I'm tapped into booking, right? So I so I've been doing booking for about ten to twelve years. So mm-hmm. I, I realized the other day, like, oh shoot, I guess I'm an OG. Like, <laughs> like something like like, and then you know the crazy part in in our space is the OGs typically kind of shoot up like stars and then fade out pretty quick. Right. right. So there's always been movements in Christian hip hop. There's constantly movements, constantly ever evolving. One one six was a movement, cross yeah. movement. You know, movement. Right, those, right. they were a movement, right? Movement. Um, yeah. Then we had, you know, we had the the indie tribe. We have the indie tribe movements. We had we had the the dream junkies movements. Right. Like there's been all these different movements and a lot of different things. And and the ones that sustain and the ones that last are the ones you know that make the the longest lasting impact. But everybody comes in and, and nudges the pendulum in in one direction. And I think that uh, what what's happening with with you all is bigger than a movement. It's it's something that's gonna that just has already. I'm not gonna say it's going to change the game. It's a cliche, but it has already changed the game. It has mm-hmm. already changed the way that that artists are looking at their business and, and need to realize that they don't you know have to have their ducks in the row to to monetize and take advantage of what radio offers um, and pay a little bit less attention to the vanity cool metrics that Spotify and all the you know all the the internet stuff that gives you. That's really cool to show your friends. Yeah, you can, you know, starting to realize, oh, I can make money and show my friends instead of being broke and show my friends that people care. So, say it, say it. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, I didn't even answer your question. I'm still just flattering you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Holy culture's doing. <laughs> I mean, I love holy. Obviously, I'm, I'm here. I mean, uh, that's funny that you say that. And I was gonna ask you this question: um, What made you even want to? book anybody i mean it, it, first of all anything that we do i guess as far as a christian artist it's hard to get booked so it's like what made you want to be the guy it was you know what i'm saying like that's that's a stressful yeah, yeah. never woke up wanting to go. do this never yeah. never woke, i still don't wake up wanting to do this <laughs> I, yeah it, it's just something that i feel like organically god you know put me in position to do and, and open doors and mm-hmm. and showed me direction and showed me need and that's always been how i try to move just mm-hmm. what is god showing me what is god what is god giving me the opportunity to do what doors yeah. is he opening what doors is he closing and then just walking through those i'm a live by day by day kind of guy mm-hmm. i don't project too far into the future i tell mm-hmm. you all the time i don't have a five-year plan I, I usually don't even know what day of the week it is. If it wasn't for for my yeah, Google Calendar, if it wasn't right. for my Google Calendar, I'd be all messed up. Uh, right. My wife will tell you that early. But so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I I, I started throwing my own shows in like 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, I started a Christian clothing line. It was called Church Boy Clothing, okay. and it was doing pretty good. But I re- I'm in Boston, so I realized you know the best place to sell clothes was at was at urban events. And I'm in a not very urban town, (laughs) very urban city where there's no hip hop. There's not very much Christian culture at all. And so I was like, man, the best place to sell is to go to these events. So I would go to other people's events and travel to D.C. and travel to Philly where what was buzzing at the time in New York. And then I was just like, man, we got to start doing our own stuff in Boston. So we started building our own events in Boston, basically so that we could sell our Christian clothes. Right. So we created we created our own market. A lot of people wait for their market. I was right. like, no, we can make a market. Nice. We basically created our own market from scratch. And once we did that, then artists started to take notice and they were like, well, we need more events because we want to perform. So they're like, oh, I'm building something. They want to get a part of it. So then we started creating more and more shows, started doing better and better things. Uh, we created a local group in, in Boston with a bunch of Christian hip hop artists. And they were they'd never been on tour. They'd never done shows like that. And we said, well, let's build a tour. You know, my naive self, I'm like 28 years old. I'm like, yeah, how hard can that be? So I actually, me and one of my, me and a couple of my friends, I built a tour in New England. We, and we did like 20 plus cities with artists that people aren't really familiar with, but we were able to build it out and, and get it placed in a lot of different churches, like 20 some odd churches. And that's when people notice because it's super hard to tour. We know that, right? It's, it's nearly, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's not very many artists have toured and have toured well. And so I built one from scratch just one day when I woke up and decided to do it. So from then on, it was just, people started to take notice. Doc Watson's the first person that was like, yeah, could you book for us? You know how to put together shows, but can you book shows? And I was like, yeah, why not? So then I started doing booking and that's how, that's really how I got started in booking. Mm. Wow. Shout out to Doc. Really? So that's that's different. That's that's really different. I would say you definitely had to be called to it uh, because 
I mean, I, I can't even think about the tours that I've been on uh, that have had many big names. And I know you're attached to a lot of big names. So how did how did that piece happen? Because like you said, when you put together what you put together at first, there weren't a lot of known uh, no names. You know what I'm saying? These artists aren't really big name artists. So how did you go from, you know, that type of, you know, put together to like these really big, amazing shows with these well-known billboard chart names? Yeah, it's just consistency, consistency um, not a, a lack of pride in the game, mm-hmm. not really mm-hmm. caring about whether or not I make a lot of money, if I make any money. Uh, most of the shows that I started with booking, putting together my own events, I lost money. Mm-hmm. It was almost like a given. It was either lose or break even because my market is just too small. Yeah. Right. So it was nearly impossible to get the amount of people in a room that justifies the Christian hip hop price tag that comes along with a lot of artists. And so... We just had to know that we were going to take L's in a lot of ways, but mm-hmm. we were going to do something special for those 150 to 200 people that we could get in spaces a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, for them, it was an extraordinary experience because they never got to see these artists. They never came to New England before mm-hmm. we started doing what we were doing. Artists did not come. Um, they, I mean, reached like triply and in in, in some, some guys came out like maybe once prior mm-hmm. to us ever doing shows and it was like a cross movement show. And, you know, it was like one time in like the history of, you know, my city up until till we started in 2010 and mm-hmm. we started bringing in two to three different acts every year. And so people were very appreciative of it. Yeah. Like I said, there's, 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 it's a very, there's a very small hip hop culture in Boston is in Boston's also one of the least church cities in the country. Mm-hmm. So what we're when people talk about, man, it's hard to do shows in my city and stuff like that. And they live in Houston or something. I'm like, I don't. <laughs> I don't feel you at all. Like, I understand what you're saying, but I do not relate. I actually have numbers that say I shouldn't be able to do what I'm doing where I'm doing it. Like, numbers. And so we were able to kind of make it happen and and do well. And so once you do it consistently and you do it well, other artists will start to give you a shot. I I chased down Doc. I chased down Cannon. I chased down Derek Minor. Like, I would show up at all their events like, hey, how you doing this week? And they'd be like, oh, it's that guy who always shows up at our events. (laughs) And then Doc was doing a thing at South by Southwest, a, a festival, and he was like the first dude to do like a really cool festival on the main street um, mm-hmm. at South by Southwest with Christian Hip Hop artists and Derek Minor headlining. And I showed up and I was like, what do you need? Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, what are you good at? And I was like, I can do this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and I basically took over his event for him. And by the end of the night, Doc was downstairs having dinner and I was running his event for him. Wow. <laughs> Like I ran the whole stage and he was like, you know what? I think I can mess with you. And, think- <laughs> and then Derek Minor told him the other, like shortly after that, he was what? like, how about the Mike Mack dude? Could he do our booking? And yeah. I took over Derek Minor's booking, like right after that. And so I started working with those guys. And then that just, again, consistency in the space. Man. There's not a lot of people. Name everybody who does booking in Christian hip hop. I can't. It's I'm- my team. It's right. me. <laughs> It's me, Aaron, and Brandy. Like we, we've been consistently see consistently doing Christian hip hop booking and, and really feeding into the system. There's a mm-hmm. lot of other promoters. No, a lot's a bad word. There's four or five other promoters okay. who do shows consistently, and it's amazing that we have them. But we do. We're the only ones I think that really do booking. Yeah. They really do events. Aaron and Brandy do amazing events. They've mm-hmm. been at they're at South by Southwest now. They, yeah. they do events like on a way that I don't even do events. I, mm-hmm. I pull them together. They put mm-hmm. them together. Like they mm-hmm. make them happen. And we're the only ones that do that and booking and all the other stuff and like all at the same time. And we're all promoters, like naturally promoters. So mm-hmm. it's kind of different. Like we're part of the revolution too. Yeah. You know, us putting infrastructure in the booking space. Like we are, we're a big part of the infrastructure that you talk about. Listen, uh, you tuned into the fix right here on Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM channel 154. We're hanging out with the Mike Mac. Y'all keep it locked. We'll be right back. Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM channel 154. Listen, and if you missed the first part of that, please rewind on your app or y'all better just tune in tomorrow at holyculture.net to catch up because uh, th- this man right here has been dropping some gems. Y'all need to go on and hit him on the cash app. All right, Mike. Let's get into it because we were talking about booking here a minute ago and like let, let's talk about this from an artist standpoint because we have a lot of artists that obviously listen to the show. Um, what's some of the hardest things, I, I guess, what's so hard about booking artists or like what are the limitations that 
exist in the community of, of Christian hip hop that make it harder for you to book to actually book an artist, you know? Like what yeah. what's that look like? So the, the the hardest part about booking Christian hip hop is as it relates to mainstream, and I'll I'll do this for the people who really understand and know music. Um, and if you don't really know and understand music, I might not be talking to you. So for the people who can compare the Christian hip hop industry to the secular mainstream industry, when you look at the way that they do shows in the secular and, and mainstream, they have pretty they have big price tags for their shows, uh, but they don't do shows really in the uh, the amount and frequency that that we've been able to do them in in Christian hip hop. A lot of artists who are secular or mainstream will will look at us and look at what we get per show consistently. Um, and they are actually very impressed and, and really want to be a part of a lot of that stuff. A lot of, we get hit up by a lot of artists who are who are secular and say, um, well, could I do that if I just don't play my, if I play my music where there's no swears in it? Like, you know, I got some conscious stuff too. Like I got some deep music. And uh, and so they look at what we're doing. And I mean, you look at an artist, you know, you look at an artist, a lot of artists who are on tour, like you look at like LMA is on tour right now. Mm-hmm. Um, she'll do like, you know, they'll do like 30, 40 cities in their tour. And then throughout the rest of the year, you won't notice like a, you won't notice a, a large amount of just independent shows, just random bookings that they'll get. You know, there's some club shows, club appearances, mm-hmm. um, and then maybe like award shows and specials and stuff like that. But if you look at like a mid-tier R&B artist or something like that, you're not going to see them doing hundreds and hundreds of shows. Definitely not hundreds and hundreds of paid shows. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get paid to do just random shows and showcases and stuff like that. So I know a lot of artists who are in the up and coming area who don't get that. But in Christian hip hop, you can have a decent year and you can get booked out the next year and get paid for all your shows. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's a, because the space is so small and requires in in it requires just a little bit of consistency, you know, a couple of you get signed off. I mean, you can get signed in mainstream off a record, but in Christian hip hop, like you can put out a pretty good record, get uh, you know, 100,000 spins, which is in real life not many at all. Right. We're super excited in our space when somebody gets a million streams on Spotify. That is not an impressive number to any record label anywhere. You should be able to get that on TikTok. Right. Like tomorrow, you know. And so in our space, when you get those things, it's really impressive. It's really shocking. And then churches and stuff will start throwing money at you. And what it does is it skews an understanding and a perception of what your value is. And so now you're thinking, oh, I am worth five thousand dollars a show. Me, I'm worth that. But what you find is that if you were to go out and do a show by yourself in the middle of the street and you pulled up in Boston and you said, hey, I got I have I, I got a couple million stream songs. I want to do a show in Boston and you show up to Boston without, you know, me or somebody promoting it. And you just say, hey, I'm doing a show. You put up some flyers. Five people are going to show up at your show. And this is 90 percent of the people in the space. It doesn't it honestly doesn't matter. I mean, I'm talking to, I'm not going to say people's names, but this is 90% of the people in the space. Mm-hmm. If you show up somewhere on a, any given day, people are not going to show up to your show. But at the same time, there's churches who will pay you five, six, seven grand to come out to their show on any given month. Mm-hmm. We see it all the time. And so it skews this perception of what value is. So then when you have a, a hard ticket promoter um, like myself or somebody in, you know, I'll say like Odane in New York, right? Mm-hmm. Odane in Odane in New York, who, who who does his events consistently once a month. If he's if he says, hey, I want to bring in Dice Gamble, she normally gets six thousand dollars. So when she says, I, I, when I say I want to bring you to New York, and you tell me that's what you normally get, that number doesn't actually equate to any value or any ticket turnaround, right? So you're coming to my show, you're charging me six thousand dollars, but only three people are going to show up unless I put together an amazing event. And so right. what happens in Christian hip hop is people don't often want to feed the ecosystem and it's not their wow. fault. Yeah. It's not their fault that they don't want to do those shows where somebody says, hey, I can't pay you 5,000. I can pay you a thousand and cover your travel. Mm-hmm. I just want to do a dope show. You're like, that's great that you want to do a dope show, but I'm cool. Cause Church of God in Christ right. down the street is about to give me 10 grand for 20 minutes. And there's going to be 2000 kids there yeah. Not for me necessarily. They're just right, already right, going right, to be there. Right. But I'm going to turn up and it's going to look amazing when I put it on my IG like my shows go crazy. Yeah. But in reality, your shows don't go crazy. That's right. It's actually it's actually just the, the machine. It's really not often them. Mm-hmm. And so though it's deserving for them to get the prices that they get paid, it skews perception for and excuse really pricing. Is. And it makes it really hard for small shows and small independent promoters to be able to build out ecosystem and to build out tours. Because now you want a tour, right? 
Mm-hmm. And so you think when you go city to city, you're going to see those 2000 kids that was at Church of God in Christ. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. You're not. You get if you get 200 people to show up at each one of your tour dates and you're tra- you're touring across the country, you're extraordinary. You're you're extraordinary. You got to actually look at the numbers. You got to look at when Reach goes on tour, it takes every single person on their roster and they get a thousand people to show up. That's actually not impressive. Mm-hmm. It's actually not because mm-hmm. it say you're saying you take the whole roster of the entire top 10 percent, 5 percent of the entire industry and you put them all together. and You can only get a thousand people. That's actually not impressive because if you took the top five people in top 10 percent or five people in R&B. Yeah. You put them on a tour together, you're talking stadiums. Oh, yeah. But for us, you're talking pretty big church or mm-hmm. high school somewhere mm-hmm. or something like that. So so it's a gift and a curse at the same time. What do we need to get better at uh, in our community concerning like these events that in uh, tours and things that you put together? Like how how can we better support artists or um, pretty much uh, the artists or, or just events because often the artists that come on our show and they always talk about unity and how in Christian hip hop sometimes it is a challenge to find these united spaces where people are super supportive I've had the total opposite experience you know I mean but maybe that's just something God has given me you know like hey everybody's pretty much opened their arms concerning me but, but I hear it a lot uh, at least twice a week on the show like have you had that experience where it's a challenge for us um like to just be all right coming together on a tour maybe maybe the ticket or maybe what we're going to get paid isn't that much you know or something like that i mean have you had that experience no i mean nobody's at the end of the day nobody's really there's there's very few people who are really willing to do that Mm -hmm. and it's just the reality of business and you can't like i said you can't knock anybody who normally gets five grand for a show Mm-hmm. And you say, hey, I want to go on tour. We're going to do 20 dates, but I can only pay you 600 because that's the actual value of what we're going to bring in. And if they decline that because they can get 5,000 in one show, it's like, who do you blame? That's why I said the, the system, the ecosystem is skewed. Like it makes this balance seem one way and it adds value to, to people. But, you know, it's not, it's almost, you want to say it's not a sustainable model. Mm-hmm. But yet it has sustained. But the problem is, again, it sustains for like the top 10 percent. You know, it's not really sustainable for everybody. Everybody can't do it. Everybody can't go on tour. Mm -hmm. Everybody who's dope is not getting a lot of shows. You know what I mean? Like, it's just that's just the nature of of, of what we've kind of built. And I say we've built. I mean, historic, historic Christian hip hop has kind of just gone this way. We've given our power over to youth groups. And, and it's challenging that we can't it's it'll, to, to get that power back we'd all would have to say like look we're all uniting arms we're all going to turn down those paychecks nah. <laughs> nah, not doing that no nah, that's not Nobody's doing it. no <laughs> no like, one's no one's turning down the <laughs> no i haven't seen too many people turn down winter jam yet right no oh, nobody right no, people make their life fortune off winter jam right. and you want to ask them to step down from it to feed the ecosystem nah I think I think we're too far gone. I think that the reality is there's going to be a few people who are able to tap in and realize they can really, really maximize their value if they really, really take a, a risk on themselves and really take a shot on yourself. Mm-hmm. And they can really control their market and really monetize. But uh, a lot of people haven't been willing to take that chance because it's in some ways unnecessary. In some ways, it's you know, you you know when you find out, and I you know I don't know if I'm talking too long. Go ahead. But you know when you when you find out, you find out that you want to control your market once once the market decides that they don't mess with you no more. Hmm. So once you're you once you're you're an artist who says something controversial, and I'm not going to say who says this, who's yeah. these are all real life scenarios though. Yeah. If you pay attention, you say something you say something uh you know controversial. You come out and you say, oh, Black Lives Matter or. Or, uh, yeah, I don't mess with white evangelical churches and pastors like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You say that if you want to, you wake up the next morning, you, those none of them are going to book you. Right. So now you're like, oh, shoot, I can't get the church check. Mm-hmm. How do I get the regular check again? Right. And you don't know because, yeah. because you can't. Right. <laughs> almost, there almost is no regular right, check. Right. Anymore, right. And right, so right. that's when you that's when you get put in that position. So every once in a while, somebody gets thrown into that box yeah. and they're like, oh, shoot. 
Hey, everybody, we got to be careful. Right, right. We. Yeah, right. We. Because I was eating last week. I'm not eating this week. But then the people that you're telling, they're, they're still eating. So they're like, right. oh, man, that's crazy, bro. But Right. Till I get there, it doesn't apply to me, so well, I don't care. That's so good. Listen, listen, uh, Mike, what do you have coming up next? Uh, please let the people know, man. And uh, please let the people know how they can connect with you and how they can, where they can follow you at. Because uh, obviously, a lot of people need to go ahead and connect with you and follow you. Like, you, you got the goal. You dropping gems. And uh, I love what you do. I'm just over here trying not to get in trouble. <laughs> go ahead. I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> come on, come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, underscore Mike underscore Mac is me on uh, Instagram. That's probably the only place where I post anything. And I don't really post enough on there. Every once in a while I go in there and, and rage and yell at everything. Um, I'm doing uh, the Elevation Conference. is happening May 26th and 27th in Boston. You've probably never been to Boston. So this is your opportunity to come to Boston. Uh, Elevation Conference, May 26th and 27th. Uh, check it out. Listen, y'all heard it here. Make sure y'all get to Boston, okay? Uh, <laughs> Make sure y'all get Boston. to Boston, uh, Boston, Boston, and check out uh, check out the Elevation Conference, right? Um, all right, Mike. Listen, y'all make sure y'all following him. Y'all are tuned into the Vix Dice Gamble DJ Focus right here on Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM Channel 154. Mike Mack, thank you for hanging out with us, bro. Till next time. Peace. Yep, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix right mm-hmm. here on Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 154. And it's time for our Real Talk conversation. Mm. And uh, Minister Dice, what are we talking about today, huh? I, I, you know, Focus, we're supposed to be talking about a discontented heart. But I, I, I think we need to talk about protecting your heart. Okay. Um yeah, let's 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 talk let's talk about that because uh I think the heart gets bad. You know, that's that's been the terminology. Oh, you got a bad heart. And trust me, uh a lot of y'all have uh high cholesterol, but we're not talking about the high cholesterol or the diabetes or the we ain't talking about all that today. We're gonna talk about the spiritual heart, I think is a challenge for us in the body. And um where things happen to us, you know, from when we were young all the way up until we get older, things we don't deal with. And now we're just disgruntled. Now we're just dismissive. You know, now we're just um, antagonistic and we're just, you know, we're sarcastic, you know, and that these things block our blessings. This is not the life God wants for us is to be sarcastic about life. You know, life is precious. Life is a gift. And for those of you who have had somebody pass away recently, you know, life is a gift, you know, so um we need to protect our heart a little bit better. We have a lot of um, a lot of scripture that always uh, talks about us protecting the heart, and I don't know if we really think about that. You know, what I'm saying our, our heart beats. Here's the thing: if your heart stops, we stop. Facts. That's it. Heart stops, we stop. So if the one thing that's keeping you alive isn't protected. You know, I mean, you're not guarding it. You're not thinking about it. You're not working on that. I mean, trust me, it's, you're gonna die sooner. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna die a little bit sooner, and it's unfortunate, but that's just you could be as spiritual as you want to be. You know what I mean? Like spiritual things affect us physically. So those things, those those things that we grieve, or the thoughts, the feelings, the emotion, those things that hurt us, uh, that make us sad. You know. We have to learn to kind of protect that. So the Bible is very clear about us protecting our heart. So we can start at um, how do we how do we do that? Well, you got to keep your heart clean first of all, is what I would say. And um, what does that look like? You know, if we confess with our mouth uh, that Jesus Christ is Lord, we will be saved. And I know that's that's like a very corny corny statement to make, but it's true. It's like we have to have hope somewhere, I guess is what I'm saying. So uh, things are going to happen in your life, but they all start and end with Christ. And so I, I just want to throw that out there. But I'll ask you this question, Focus. Have you, has your heart ever gotten into a bad way? You know, like I can count every single time my heart has been torn apart. You know what I mean? But like, do you ever really think about that? You know what I mean? Like, or do you just keep pushing? You know, you're such a manly man. You probably do. Okay, it hurts. I'm gone. You know, like, do you do you push through like that? Or do you actually process 
the things that happen to your heart when your heart is hurt you know like when you're truly hurt like do you take time to process those hurts at first i didn't let's be very clear and you're absolutely right unfortunately some of um, us have been brought up to, uh, you know, somewhat of a uh, toxic, toxic masculinity where mm. we, we, we were taught to you, the man of the house, you, the king of the house. You don't have time to show any form of weakness. You don't mm. have any time to sit and cry. We need you to continue to be the man of the house and take mm. care of the household. Go out and make the money. Make sure your family's good. Protect your family at mm. all costs. And you're absolutely mm. right. Um, a lot of times we, yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have early and especially within my marriage, mm -hmm. I didn't have time to, uh, I felt like I didn't have time to process when I was hurt, mm -hmm. um, when I was grieving something, when mm -hmm. I was going through something that was real tough in my life mm -hmm. to your point. No, it was like, I ain't got time to be weak. I got to keep mm -hmm. going. My wife depends on me. My daughter depends on me. My family depends on me. I got to keep going. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until I went to uh, grief recovery, mm -hmm. um, which is an amazing program. I pray. Um, I know a lot of churches uh, didn't have it before, but a lot of churches have it now. Mm -hmm. And just in general, even if you're not in church, you still can go to griefrecovery.com. Mm -hmm. That helped me to uh, understanding how to process my emotions, process my feelings, being able to, they, they teach you in grief recovery to write a letter if you went through some type of shortcoming or something that really pierced your heart mm -hmm. write a letter about it mm -hmm. it's therapeutic it helps you to understand and process okay this is, this is real i went through this whether it was a, a toxic uh, situation a trauma situation whatever it may be um live that experience but also ask god to deliver you from that experience because whatever it was whether it was a positive or a, a negative thing um, it's it's holding you in bondage if you don't get past it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, never forget it. It doesn't teach you to forget what you went through because that was a real thing you went through. Mm -hmm. But don't allow for that situation, that trauma, or that uh, whatever you went through to keep you in a place to where you can't continue to move forth in what God has called you to do. And also share. Uh, be bold enough to share that tr traumatic event or that mm. toxic relationship or something that God delivered you from mm. or gave you revelation from, from whatever, for whatever reason of what, ha why that happened to you with someone who maybe be going through it or somebody who might be on the road to leading down that road, but you might can share those, those nuggets and that wisdom or that mm. life experience to where maybe they don't do uh, the uh, the same thing to happen to you. Not talking to anything that happened to somebody um, that, that was out of their control that somebody uh, took advantage of them i'm not talking about those situations mm -hmm. i'm talking about you know just in general so yes um no um earlier on um i i would say not until i probably turned about 26 27 is when i really started to understand no it's okay for me to um understand that yes this is a real situation that happened to me yes it did affect me to where it did pierce my heart and I didn't understand it and I didn't pray to God about it. I didn't seek wisdom about it. Um, mm -hmm. I just kept going through the emotions. And uh, unfortunately, because I did, hadn't dealt with that situation, mm -hmm. it was coming out sideways within my marriage, within uh, relationships with friends and, and mm -hmm. coworkers and um, people at church that I was dealing with. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I didn't understand those trauma events uh, that happened to me, whether it be in childhood or when I became an adult before I started holding myself accountable. No, mm -hmm. no, no. They, they, they come out full circle. Mm -hmm. That's good. Now, I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, and the only reason why I, I definitely I'm happy that you answered it is because. And this is something my husband said when we first got married, he was, you know, because I told him one day, I said, man, I can't even talk to you about my problems because you always got a problem. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he his, his response, his response to me was, well, you always seem so strong. You know, you always seem like you just got it, you know, and well, I had to. Yeah, I, I'm be honest with you, Dice. You keep a you keep a blade by your your dresser, so you know, I do. I do. I don't, I don't, I don't think. I'll be honest with you. It's, it's actually. It's actually I, I, I would feel the same way, Dice. Like, yeah, it's you, actually uh, too. It's actually I, I, I don't think uh, any gonna really uh, intimidate you, scare yeah. you, or anything. Like, yeah. bring it on. You yeah. like bring it on. <laughs> bring it on. Bring it on. And what? I, what? Right. I had to explain to him. I'm like, I I I don't play games. I love the Lord. I don't play games. But I still have a heart. You know what I'm saying? Like, my heart still hurt. You know, yeah, like I still get hurt. And, and so I had to tell him, like, when I tell you that I'm hurt, I'm hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm the one. I don't I don't keep playing if I'm hurt. You know, there's some people that are continue to play in a game, football, basketball, whatever, knowing they got an injury and they just going to push past. Not me. 
I'm like, no, 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 because I don't want to keep injuring this hurt. I process very quickly because I know that's what I'm supposed to do, especially when, when you're called as a minister. You don't have time to not process because you can't. I can't pour out and be honest in front of my crowd or my audience if I haven't dealt with my thing because God convicts me very quickly. Like, uh, you think you can go out and talk to these people about that? <laughs> Boo. You got to receive that word first. The message is always for you first. For those of you who are in ministry, you know, God gives you a word. It's always for you first. It ain't just for your church. No, no, no. I gave you that word. That's for you. Now, if you can turn that and flip that and give it out, that's for that's for them. But I want to say... Um, Starting at Psalm one nineteen and nine, um, this is: I will obey your decrees. Do not utterly forsake me. How can a young person stay on the path of purity by living according to your word? So I will seek you with my my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. And it's crazy because I don't know if many people know the Book of Psalm was written by a family of people, not just David. People always just say, oh, David wrote this, David wrote that. But you have the sons of Korah helped to write that. Solomon helped to write that. Moses helped to write that. Ethan helped to write that. There are 75 total total Psalms and, and 48 of the people we don't know who attributed these words and knowledges of wisdom and things. But the book of Psalms is to help you in your heart, to encourage you and to motivate you. And so the heart has been an issue forever. But it's not something that we easily, easily want to take a look at. And some people just, you know, you want to play the hard role your whole life. But I'll be honest with you, you being hard and just keep pushing. Uh, that's that's not helping you at all. So um, cleansing your heart, getting in that word prayer. You always talk about prayer. I, definitely. We talk about meditation all the time. Um, you have to keep your heart clean, like straight out the gate. So you know that you stay, you know that God is your all in all. That's your that's your go to every single day. Consistency. Y'all be consistent with this thing and monitoring your heart. Where am I today? You know, what's in my heart today? Like I give people up and I gave my mom this tip a long time ago because it's something God showed me at night when you can't sleep and things and people are just on your mind. One, uh, I gave her, it's a little box. I'm like, write it down, put it in the box, pray over it, pray over them, write it down, put it in the box and give it to God every single night. But you have to be very consistent in caring for your heart. It can't just be a, I have a mental breakdown when I was 65 and now I want to get a divorce and I hate my life because I never stopped to think if I really love my wife or my husband or even wanted to have kids or work this job. No, start to take care of your heart in your 20s. You know, Lord, I want to keep my heart clean on what I hear, what I do, what I see, where I go, my 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 family, my community, you know, the people I fellowship with to be very consistent about doing that. Take time, at least unpack every week. If you're coming home from church or you go to church on Saturday or Sunday or whatever, unpack be like god what, what what were you showing me in that like everything you gave me this week lord like show me what what i need to do you know be very consistent to clean your heart and um i know we do it quite often focus when we're praying you know like because the bible is very clear like before you come before god you need to ask for forgiveness like lord forgive me for my sins you know what i'm saying like this ain't just I come to you and keep asking. Like, I really need help. You know, please forgive me for my sins. Like those known and unknown, the things I've done that I know I did and I was trifling. I did on purpose because I'm petty, but also those that I just I'm, I'm just ignorant to. You know, like that's that's just another way that uh, you cleanse your heart is really by walking through forgiveness, spending time actually forgiving people. Do it. It's yes. hard to do. Why I got to forgive them? Because we're commanded to forgive. This is not an option. This is what make your heart bad. People that come to you, this, I guarantee you, if you got a person in your life that's mad, every time you meet them, it's unforgiveness. Their heart is bad. They have a discontented heart. Their heart is bad. Why? Because they can't forgive somebody. Why? Because they think they're God. Mm -hmm. Oh, so you think you're punishing somebody by not letting it go. <laughs> when this person is off in Belize on vacation with their new boo, taking pictures and posting on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? You think not their new boo. They new boo. <laughs> they gone. In Belize, too. In I Belize. love that. Lord. It's in beautiful Belize, there. I ain't been, but I heard it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing? Your heart bad because they done moved on. Are you serious? And so it's just like the foolery that gets a heart bad. And what I'm trying to say, and I know this is uh, this is a very different talk. Everything in the spirit affects the natural. Yes. People die from heartbreak. People die faster from just being angry and upset. Your cortisol levels are high. You just, you stressed out. You know what I'm saying? Like 
like your spirit affects your biology and you can go to any doctor and they'd be like, oh, man, your blood pressure like 200 over 400. What's going on? Oh, I'm stressed out at work. You know, your, how your blood know you stressed out at work? How does your blood know? Your blood can't know that. It's you affecting your, you constricting all your muscles and your veins. It's like you're letting your mind control your body. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, if you don't forgive people, if you continue to walk in unforgiveness where you just upset and angry at everything that happened in your past, what your boss said to you or somebody said to you when you was five, you're shortening your lifespan, one, but your heart is is getting bad. You know what I'm saying? And it's just one thing after the next. And you turn into this angry, disgruntled person who's just, you're not happy about nothing. And everybody's against you. Stop being a victim. The world, <laughs> stop being a victim. You know what I'm saying? You're the victim of you because you can't change your mindset and be like, oh, people are, people are silly. Yeah. People are silly, but you keep loving. People will hurt you, but you keep loving. You know, people will do you wrong, but you keep loving. People will they'll forget about you, but you keep loving because life keeps going. Like they, they're just, they're just people. They're not perfect. So I know, I know we probably got to get ready to go pay some bills, but you know, we want to cleanse our heart, keep it clean. We want to be very consistent and faithful in our prayer meditation and seeking the Lord. And we want to forgive. We want to forgive people quickly constantly and quickly and forgive yourself if you are ignorant and you made a mistake let yourself off the hook is what we say over here let yourself off the hook you made a mistake okay oh you didn't know you was young okay you had an abortion you didn't know you was listening to everybody else you didn't know like you know what i'm saying like you got to forgive yourself as and just know god already saw that coming a mile away god has already forgiven you so why are you still trying to beat yourself up over here oh i accidentally did this that's fine but you gotta let that go Otherwise, your heart, it, it, it's just, it'll be in a bad place and it's going to shorten your lifespan. And trust me, you're not going to be happy. And we're called to walk in joy. Re rejoice in the Lord always, as the word says. So, you know, uh, great points. And, and I just want to say that, you know, uh, when God gives you a new heart, you behave differently. Yeah, you should. I'm, I'm going to say that again. Ooh. When God gives you a new heart, you what behave happened? differently. Okay. And I think this is one that sometimes we fall short at short at as believers. Mm. You, you say you want a renewed mind, you don't mm -hmm. want a renewed spirit and a new heart. Mm -hmm. You want to allow for that malice because you're right. When you talk mm -hmm. about that hardened heart with, for unforgiveness, that's mm -hmm. malice. Mm -hmm. You got that malice in your heart. You need to go get the counsel you need um, to, uh, you know, get better. Mm -hmm. um, God constantly shows us in the scriptures how um, he wanted to give us a new heart that mm -hmm. we have to submit to him once we uh, get that new heart. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing, the unforgiveness, um, the, 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 the loving your neighbor, mm -hmm. the loving your enemy, all mm -hmm. that is, is heart. It's all mm -hmm. heart. It's all, you heart. know, it's yeah. all heart and you got to submit to it. Right. Um, I would argue that uh, racism is a heart issue. It is. I know, I know that's a tough topic to, to talk about, but I would always argue racism is a heart issue. Mm -hmm. racism and, and financial bias all of it yes and, and let's and let's be as you say let's be clear god don't want your money nope he don't want your success nope he don't want who you know like the name or the title that you've accumulated who are you he wants he wants your heart <laughs> right he wants your heart he wants your heart so why are we not protecting the one thing he wants mm -hmm. that's all i want i don't i don't i don't want your cars I don't want your bank account. You ain't take. You ain't bringing none of that back home with you. Let's let let's let's be clear. It all stays here. But the one thing I do want is your heart. So that's that's what we got to work on. That's it. That's DJ it. Focus, Dice Gamble. Um, listen, <laughs> we talking about that heart today. We coming yeah. back. We got to go to a music break real quick. Coming back with closing thoughts. Keep it locked. You tuned into the fix. And the fix is in. Welcome back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix right here on Holy Culture Radio. And uh, listen, uh, we had fun this morning, Dice. Um, another another morning in the books. Um, you know, yeah. I always feel like, you know, we, we, we need a little bit more time, a little bit more time. We see what guys say in the future. But I just I, I yeah. feel like just when we start getting cooking, <laughs> the thrill is gone. <laughs> <laughs> we had some good stuff we talked about today too as well though uh that conversation we had on um a discontented heart um and heart issues and understanding mm -hmm. how the heart mm -hmm. flows 
um, especially where, you know, we talked about freedom yesterday. And I would argue, too, as well, a lot of people are, you know, got that malice in their heart and they need to get free from mm-hmm. it. So that was a good talk. Uh, as always, I appreciate those tips you brought up, too, as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, um, we can all grow. You know, that's one of the things God has shown me. Everybody's got to grow. And uh, that's just been a part of my my ministry ever since the Lord showed me that. And it, it's about the heart. You know what I'm saying? Like when it comes to giving, when it comes to sowing, uh, when it comes to loving people, we all do it from our heart. That's how God wants our worship, our praise, everything we build, everything we create. He wants it done from the heart. So it's important to maintain and protect, you know. Like everybody's like, oh, I got a really big heart. I'm just a giver. I got a really big heart. I'm just a giver. That's fine. But what did God say? You know, because that your heart belongs to God. So, you know, you got to kind of remember that space. Like, yes, we get to do what we do. We get to love on people. We get to have fun out here. Um, but God gets to be first. And, and that's what that's what we're doing over here. So I, I, I enjoyed the talk. And um, yeah, anytime you, you feel like you're walking in discontent, Walk into gratefulness. Just start thanking God for all he's done, all he's going to continue to do and all you're believing for him to do. Just start thanking him, you know, for for every single thing. And that'll get you right out of that little discontented space. So, yeah, this is a good one. Absolutely. Uh, Go ahead. Talk. No, no, no. Just talk. Uh, I I was like, I I love that interview. I love the interview you did too, as well, with Mike Mack. Uh, He's hilarious. You got to meet him in person. Like, he he is hilarious, hilarious too. Yeah. No. I mean, he's just a good guy. That's why I was like, man, um, definitely full of the jokes, but definitely full of hard work. I appreciate him, um, you know, sharing that type of work ethic and just, you know, really what it takes. And I'll be honest with you. One thing walking away from that interview um, that just stuck with me was it doesn't matter where you are. Do what God has called you to do. Mm-hmm. And if God is if he's called you to it. He's going to bring you through it. And he's already prepared everything that you need for that particular uh, venture, you know, but you got, you have to trust God. Like Mike's the, the, I think the reason why his ministry, his business is so big is because he trusts God, Mm -hmm. you know, like he just, okay, God, now you got my whole heart. what you say? Okay. I'm going to do it from here. Yeah. I'm going to create something that has never been done. Yeah. Okay. I trust you. And he did it not because Mike is so great, but because God is so great. So it's good to uh, see somebody partner with God, you know, and just do big things in this life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I mean, we were Listen, talking about. Discont- uh, go ahead, go ahead. Go, no, no, no. What did you say? Discontented heart. What you gonna say? Yeah, we was talking about a discontented heart. I mean, I'm sorry for uh, those of you who were, wasn't rooting for LSU. Uh, <laughs> I know your heart walked in utter discontent. Uh, you know, Iowa, or whoever, uh, wherever you are. Um, Here's the deal. Um, the whole America uh, sometimes has a discontented heart, or at least 80% of it. And we it is what it is. You know, God loves you and wants to help you walk through your pain as well. Maybe you need to rewind uh, this show or listen to uh, holyculture.net tomorrow. Uh, but here's the deal. It's unfortunate when a person doesn't realize where they are. And so 48 hours before Angel Reese uh, gave the uh, <laughs> you can't see me John Cena uh, hand gesture um, Caitlin Clark had, had done it a couple days before however because everybody real, real talk real real talk she yeah. actually been doing the whole uh, oh, the whole run right. let's be very clear yeah, she has the whole run but we call it we call it we call it a glimpse of it so you're right. telling me within the same week you have uh clearly uh, a Caucasian woman who does that and she's called competitive and then a couple days later you have an African American woman who does it and clearly y'all want to call her classless it just lets me know that some people have a discontented heart towards race there's nothing else to talk about here I mean the game is the game shout out to LSU shout out to both teams you guys played a good game but I thank God for this moment because it it was a clear picture to show why do you feel the way you feel towards somebody who's a different color? Because we you know showboat. Because we because we showboat. Let, let, let's be very clear. And I love you sent me the Shannon the Shannon Sharp conversation. And I love I got some okay, opinions about Shannon. Shannon. Right. I definitely love Shannon. I know Shannon doing his thing. I, I, I got uh, opinions but, about Shannon too. The day right, right, he but, said his girl had to have a banging body, I was like Shannon. 
I get it. <laughs> no, but my, my, my thing is this. Let's be very clear. Um, he was on a prostate commercial, Shannon. Shannon, why are you doing? <laughs> Shannon. Shannon, we Come love on, you. Man. If you listen to Shannon, Shannon we, we definitely, you. we would love yeah. to interview with you. <laughs> First of all, I'll be real with you. Getting on that show with Shannon would be so oh, much my fun. Goodness. I mean, oh my goodness. I love, he is definitely one of the brothers to be. And for those of you who don't know Shannon Sharpie, shame on you. But the brother has fought through so much and he represents and he speaks up. And I, and so I knew he was going to eat this, this story alive. I knew he was going to eat this up. But I, but I had to agree with him. I don't agree with him on everything because sometimes mm-hmm. he really be extra. He really is extra. But I had to agree with him on this. I was like, this is this ain't even nothing to talk about. You know what I'm saying? The aggression. You already know. Anybody who plays basketball, the trash talk. This is just what we do. Elbows and the whole nine. Absolutely. Um, it, this is a part of the game. But it's unfortunate when people try to silence one race, but they let another they they let another race say whatever they want to say. And so I was happy that we had the actual footage to post on Twitter with the pictures of both the girls doing the same hand gesture. And so it's like, why are your comments different though? Talk to me. Why to, to keep us What's to keep them? us up in the uproar, to keep us separated. That's all I want to do. That's all. Oh, that's what you said. I, I'm gonna tell you right now. Uh, I, it, listen, anybody who knows me, uh, I've been doing this since '91. When I walk on the court, mm. uh, whoever's checking me, I tell them, uh, "Good luck to you," because I'm giving you buckets all day long. I don't care who mm. you is. I, I've always said that every court I've been on, every AAU, every uh, high school game I played in, and even when I played, you know, I've said after high school, like, yeah, no, no. So trash talking is a part of basketball. Let's 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 be very clear. So this is this was very petty. Um, I, like that's why I said I, I just th- think they just want to continue to keep us separated, keep something going up, just just to stir something up, just because. Come on now, because you see the, cool. the 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 better one, you know, the best person won. Let's be very clear. LSU whooped on them. Let's be very clear. It wasn't just yeah. Angela Reese. LSU uh-huh. team. If you watch that game, they had uh-huh. uh, players off the bench that came in there and was giving them mm-hmm. that work. So let's be very clear. They were uh, they were uh, a cohesive unit. They came in there and they were the better team that day. If it would have been Iowa, it would have been Iowa. You know, whoever would have played. No, no, you can't deny that. So nobody could deny that. Yes, after a whooping like that, yeah, we we can trash talk a little bit. What you talking about? You, did you see the score? <laughs> Listen, we broke the record. Let's be very clear. They scored the highest in a championship game, male or female, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm talking trash. Yeah, you see that? We put a hundred points up. In the in the big game, absolutely, yeah. Bye bye, go home. <laughs> so yeah, it'll be all right. It. Yeah, it's nothing wrong with it. They, it goes with I mean, the game. The, yeah, don't be a victim now. You wasn't a victim no. of, of no. Don't be a victim now. <laughs> hey, we'll pop, I mean, we'll it, pop it, say we'll pop say from Friday. You win some, you lose some, <laughs> but you live. <laughs> <laughs> y'all pray for us. I know we we say for real. Y'all pray for us. Y'all pray for us. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't want to make this any deeper than it is, but I honestly, I didn't want to get into that whole race thing uh, on this one, but it, it, it's a fact that some people feel like you can't say certain stuff, you know? And so I like the fact that Angel Reese was Dice, Dice, no, 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 don't get me wrong, Dice. You, you've worked in oh. corporate America for a long time. Right. You know for a fact, and it is what it is, <laughs> and I don't care if people get mad at me. You, uh, there, There's a people that can go into human resources and say something and go off. Then when we oh. come into human resources and say something and go off, oh, insubordination, mm. uh, write-ups, and everything else go with them. Yeah, yeah, okay. that ain't that ain't fluff. That's real. Yeah. It, it so is, so, so we know it, and we know it going into it. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's favoritism, and uh, yeah. but you know what? I like instances like this where guess what? Ain't gonna be no favoritism because I'm about to no, do no. the same thing. You can't deny same, that ball same. going in that hole. You can't no, deny that ball going in that hole. But it's and it's the work. I'm glad you called that out. Like it wasn't just Angel Reese winning the no. game. It takes a whole team to win a basketball game. It's not just her. You know, I mean, it, you could be Steph Curry. It don't matter. You're still not gonna be you just winning that game it takes a whole team and so the whole team did whoop up on them and i mean it hurts to lose i i am the worst loser i don't like to lose so i get it and you're going to be disgruntled and we talked about a disgruntled heart today so i'm praying that their hearts are mended and they turn their face towards god and be like lord you know let us practice a little bit harder and and, and next time you know really show up and uh and give us a little a level of humility so that you know hey you know, when we got to feel that pain, it don't hurt as bad. You know, like, you know, like, so I, you know, give us a winner's heart, God. And that's it. I mean, 
I just wanted to give that shout out right there uh, to uh, thanks Reese because I mean some people do be tripping out here in these streets. <laughs> like, yeah, don't yeah. let your heart get bad. Don't let your don't. Yeah, don't. Let my your husband heart. always says, my, "We always say, don't take yourself too seriously. For real, it's a game. Don't take Absolutely. yourself too seriously. Absolutely. It's a game." Listen, we appreciate y'all rocking with us. Go out and be great today, kings and queens. Go love on somebody today. Uh, Show the love of Christ. Let's continue to be the example that the world needs to see each and every day. Uh, Stop playing. Uh, You know what I'm saying? Thirsty Thursday, right tomorrow. Come on. Tap in with us. Uh, Another exclusive spiritual detox. Uh, And Dice going to give you that word. I don't, you know, it's Holy Week. Dice giving you that word all week. Your mind will yeah. just buckle up and tell somebody, uh, yeah, Jesus might come back for real again. Yeah, we're talking on about Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Let's be very clear. Get right, church. Get right, church. Let's go home. Listen, getting ready for Good Friday. Stop playing. Yeah. Hey, uh, as always, remember to stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Jesus Christ is always the answer. Kingdom advancement should always be the goal. The fix is in. We out. Peace, y'all.